This episode is being brought to you by The Brand Solution. Get the support you need to help you package, promote, and deliver your services. Visit ZaniaEblue.com slash The Brand Solution for resources to help you to take the next step forward in your business today. Hello, family, (laughs) and welcome to today's episode. This is the end, kind of, of the silence series. So if you have been listening along the entire journey, the silence series started as kind of the time that I needed to take away from aimlessly creating to kind of go ahead and take a step back get focused, put it together in a way that made sense based on what I was working towards. Then I could come back with purposeful, engaging, interesting content versus kind of feeling empty, feeling depleted and feeling like I can't piece it together, which is where I was Um, with the whole host of things. I had started learning some things that made me want to kind of change the structure of quite a few of my offers, um, change my um, foundation offers, and also change some of my higher price done for you services just to make them make more sense um, to make sure that they included the strategic pricing that just allows you to be able to afford to be in business because it costs money to be in business even if you're a service provider and even if people think that you're just selling time or talent you're you have to purchase more than just the time freedom. <laughs> it takes it takes more than that to produce. And so I, I was learning these things along the, along the process and along the journey. And so I had taken anywhere between six and nine months um, to kind of not produce content and slowly and gradually had started to even take my consumption down um, quite a bit as well. So that I could get clear, get focused, learn a few things, um, get some of the help that I needed and start kind of putting things into perspective. So that's where I started. Fast forward to now where obviously the silent series um, in just real life, um, as it pertains to me creating content, ended with this podcast series. But even during this time in which I was, you know, creating podcasts, noting some of the things that I learned, taking note of some of those big lessons, um, something started to happen. So I got, I started getting the clarity I, clarity I needed. Um, I started, you know, starting to see like a turnaround in the impact that I wanted to see. But when, and I even started producing some of that content, I didn't realize that it takes a lot of kind of focus and a lot of self-control to open the floodgates back up. And after, you know, kind of something as aggressive as not saying anything, not doing anything, if it didn't make sense or if it wasn't strategic or, you know, purposeful in in one way or another. But one of the one of the things I had started to forget, even as I kind of like opened the floodgates back open, um, is that if we take the silent series and we were to compare it to something like a fast. Now, when I did the silent series I wasn't thinking about it in fat in in the terms of a fast. And for those who aren't aware of what a fast is, um, 
we see in the Bible that there are different ways to abstain from something and to fill the indulgence in that thing with time with God. That might be time in prayer, time um, reading the scripture, uh, time um, watch, like inst- like watching sermons. Um, that could be time in fellowship. It could be a, a lot of things, but the goal is to not lean on your own understanding. It's to fill yourself up with the word so that you might be able to kind of see life, experience life with new wisdom and new understanding and new insight, new inspiration. And it's supposed to be kind of God inspired. So usually that's what a fast is. No matter what it is you're abstaining from, it's something you've likely indulged in um, to a point and have some sort of kind of like, what's a good way for me to put it? A dependency, um, if not on the item itself, like food, you then there's at least a dependency on the indulgence. So some people might fast actively from social in a more aggressive way where it's like, no, none. Or they might purge their social so there are things that can't get in by any means necessary. So people will do different things on, on the spectrum um, in that way. Um, I've even in the past fasted from wine because it was one of the things that in that point in my life I had started to depend on versus processing traumatic experiences, processing challenges, challenging emotions, making adjustments versus feeling like a victim and feeling like life is happening to me, like all of those things. So I wasn't actually thinking about that when I was thinking about being in silence. I went to God (laughs) and I was like, yo, I'm tired. Um, I'm underpaid and I make the weight, like I choose what the numbers are. Um, I'm (laughs) I'm overworked. Um, And because of the way that I price myself, I can't afford the work to do this the way that I need to do this. So I need you to help me make this what I need this to be. I need you to help me price this and stand firm at this pricing and not stand nervously at this pricing. I need you to, I need you to give me what I need, including the insight, including the understanding. And I cannot afford to leave until you give me what I need. And so that came from a desperate place. And the thing about it is I, I have never lusted after business. Um, like it was never a thing that I always wanted to do. I just always thought it was interesting. And so I actually wanted to be the person who went to business school and I wanted to be the person who managed the business in the form of a hired CEO, not a founder and CEO. And I was willing to do that because in my mind, it made sense. And it just so happened that in deciding to do marketing for other people, because I have been doing it literally since high school, um, and that in addition to some web design as well, and then kind of gradually being willing to do that work because surely after people start doing it, they realize it's not all templates um, and it's not all doing what you saw the last person do. It takes looking at something specifically in context and looking at its strategic advantage in the marketplace, in the industry, and learning how to highlight those things or highlight those qualities in a person or in a brand and being able to make sure that even the delivery of that thing is as specific as is as specific and spectacular as the marketing of that thing. Um, so all that to say, 
when I started doing marketing, I was just doing a couple of people, a couple of favors. <laughs> and I never intended for it to be this until I was getting asked more questions on this than any other thing. And I had started to fall in love, fall out of love with the things I was doing before. And so long story short, <laughs> that was super roundabout, but long story short, it wasn't my goal to have this. This just happened to work for me. And in learning this skill, I had learned a lot from watching, being in rooms, and also some formal training and formal education as well. And when I was going through that process, I started bootstrapping things together. But when I started learning about real business formation, real business strategy, when I started learning about offer catalogs and not just one-off offers, when I learned that you can build a, a business by volume or you can do it a different way that doesn't require such a high volume of customers, but a higher caliber or higher price point for customers and offer a higher value of service to them. Like I started, I started just making adjustments based on what I wanted. I've had business models that looked like somebody else's business because I saw what they were doing. Um, I saw that it was working for them and I saw that it was possible. And the attractive thing about that is when you see somebody doing something and you're like I'm smart I'm I'm capable I'm competent I can do that and you're saying not only can I do that I know what you're doing works so why not do that the challenge I started to experience with even people who liked me enough or trusted me enough to show me their blueprint was that I didn't know and did not realize and I don't think they knew either that when you build a business, it's not just about what's possible. When you go into the marketplace and say, this is what I'm going to sell and this is what I'm going to do, usually what a person is willing to sell or offer, be it a product or a service, there is some strategic advantage they have in that space. And it, it was more than just picking like an industry out of a hat or being inspired by something you saw somebody doing online real quick. And so I had, you know, started thinking about the, a model where I saw, where I had no idea that in addition to information, this person had resources, this person had family who had been there and done that. So that means they aren't paying for coaching, but they're receiving intensive coaching every single day. And that coach is technically a part of their foundation business model. That person is really good at being in high intensity situations for extended period of time, which means they could go a month, they could go a year, high stress, something like that. It'll take my mental health out. Like you don't necessarily know if that 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 advantage is internal or external. And I had done so much kind of like formation and duplication based on what I thought was possible and not considering my advantage, my understanding, um, my experience and my resources. And so by the time I kind of took a beat, looked around, was like, okay, this is what I really understand. This is what I really want to do. Um, this is what's not feasible based on who I am and what my bandwidth and ability is, which is one of the reasons why I had to structure, restructure things the way that I did. Because if I continued to run my business like I was doing before, I wouldn't have survived it. Um, 
I, I, I would have the money, but I wouldn't have mental, emotional, spiritual bandwidth to, to sustain what I had built because I had built something I had seen without considering myself. And the crazy thing is I tried to record this podcast twice. So this is technically the third time I've tried to record this podcast. Um, and so far, so good. <laughs> but what I was doing in those moments was like, I felt myself sounding like something I heard. And something that used to happen, I don't, I don't know if this happens to anybody else, literally. I have no idea whether or not this happens to anybody else. But when I used to go to the movies when I was a kid um, and I really liked a character, like let's say I'm a young girl, let's call me like eight or like nine. And I go to a movie, there's a strong, young female um, lead, and she's, she's showing up, she's all around town, personality, big as this guy. And one of the things I would do for fun is look at them, be inundated with this movie, and just be all in on it. And when I walked away from the movie, I would like remember like the essence of that person who I identified with and I would remember the way that their hands moved and I would remember the way that they moved their head when they talked and I would remember even like the cadence or the bounce of a ponytail and be like yeah like that's sassy that's girly or I would remember how they spoke or you know how they carried themselves in their posture and for fun in true kid fashion I would be like I would like act like them, you know, as a, as almost like an activity of like, yeah, that movie was good. And the thing about it is when you've watched someone on and on for over an hour or two, you can do that. The thing about even being on social when you're uninspired um, is that you can consume even more than two hours of content. <laughs> from a singular person and sound like them and look like them. And next thing you know, your designs look like theirs. And you're, you're, you're talking to your audience like they're that person's audience and you're that person with that perspective. And I, I couldn't figure out because, and then start kind of looking crazy because you're not following one person. You're following hundreds, if not thousands of people. And you're not looking at one or two pages as like your fave. You have like a top five or a top three or a top 10 and you're looking at them. And sometimes those people aren't all explicitly similar. So you're acting like seven or 10 different people and you're building a schizophrenic brand. And and you can't commit to an avenue or I at least I couldn't because I was so inundated with so many other voices I couldn't remember what mine even sounded like so some like it's it's astounding so I realized that I still have that problem which is why I had to not just cut back on the content for the silent series or the six or the nine months um I had to cut back in general now the weirdest thing to say as a content creator was I had to cut back on the consumption of content and I had to cut back because I thought I needed to cut back on everything. And for a little while I did. And then I realized I needed to cut back on watching other people do business. And Because I have, if you think about it, not that y'all would know, but I've been listening to people talk about business for over seven years. 
um, between formal and informal education or content in addition to that, like it's it's been it's been years of me consuming the way other people did things. Um, and I remember listening to a podcast, the Courtney Sanders podcast, and she was talking about, and it was one of the last pieces of content that really resonated with me. And that made me say, yeah, I might know a lot. Um, I might have a lot of information in my head, but screw the blueprint. Even though one of the very strong blueprints that I use is one of hers, um, but it'll make sense in a second. So she was talking about how a lot of the way businesses are marketed is it's kind of like that heavy hustle, um, booked and busy, um, like all of that like language, um, that kind of even no sleep has started to kind of fall out of favor, but a lot of that is still there, especially in startup culture um, or especially in small business culture if you want to be successful. And I've listened to a lot of people who do that, take pride in having done that, even though there's no award for that. There, there's value in self-discipline, but there isn't necessarily any value in the deterioration of self to accomplish that in faster if the work ethic was going to bring you that result regardless. Um, and she was talking about how both corporate spaces um, and business spaces have this in common where you know, maternity leave is just enough time for your body to heal. Your mind doesn't have to heal and you don't have to psychologically adjust to your environment. You need enough time to heal. You need to get back in the office. Um, and then uh, it was talking about how even the business culture space is like be up all times of the night. And you know what? If you're in it, if you want to win, you'll give it your all. You'll sleep on the floor. You'll sleep on couches, all this stuff. And you'll fail, fail, fail. And you'll fail to oblivion. And then one, way, one day you'll wake up and you'll win and all this stuff, right? And she was talking about how women don't have to win like that. And it's not to say women aren't ambitious. It is not to say women shouldn't be or cannot be that. Um, it's not even to say women don't have strong work ethic because we all know, <laughs> we all know better. Um, but the, the thing is, there doesn't have to be this depraved space we have to exist in in order for women to be successful. We can come up with successful business models and successful um, business structures that allow us to leverage what it is we have and allow us to design the life first. So to design the life we intend to live first and build a business around the life we design. And so that means if you don't want to have children, you can build a life that allows you to have the freedom of movement, the freedom of and flexibility of that, taking advantage of certain aspects of having that time and space freedom. If you, the same thing, if you don't ever wanna be married. And then you also can have that similar freedom, that similar grace, if you do intend to have a family, be it a smaller family of three or a larger family of seven. Like you get to decide what it looks like and you get to decide the confines of it. I know a woman right now who's like, my business could be bigger, but I want to build out a lifestyle where I'm used to having the kind of freedom and flexibility that allows me to do A, B, and C. 
and I don't have any psychological need to make my big, my business bigger so that you think I'm impressive. I make more than enough money, ABC, one, two, three, and et cetera, et cetera. And it was the first time I had heard people, women saying, I'm building the business I want, not the business that will impress you. And it was one of the first times I felt like I had the freedom to ask myself, what do you want? And, and what do you see for yourself? All that to say, I started that restructuring and I started conserving my content because I had to do a better job at discerning what life I was willing to build, what things I had the ability to kind of like invest into the process, um, thinking about what kind of life and lifestyle I want for myself, what happens when I have seasons where I want to have high volume income, but I don't want to have high volume work all the time. So I, knowing those things about myself and knowing the kind of impact I want to have, even if I'm not the only person explicitly doing that work, just knowing those things about myself allowed me to make new and better and different decisions. And I wanted to have this conversation to technically end the silent series, but just to acknowledge that circling back to what I was mentioning before, yes, the time that I spent being silent, I needed an answer from God. I needed a response from God. And from for some people, that's like, girl, that's a fast. But that's not what it was for me because I didn't decide it was going to be a day. I think I think for at first it was supposed to be like two, three days and I didn't get my answer. <laughs> so I was like, I'm here. So I was like, let's 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 get it to the end of the week. And I still didn't have my answer. And I was like, you must not hear me. I must not seem like I'm trying to keep it a buck because no, I need help. And a month had passed. And I felt like I only got an ounce of what I needed. I said, I'll be here all day. Do we need three months? Because I'm in it. And three months passed. And I felt like it was the most I had persevered in a long time in the spirit. And after three months passed, and I felt like I was just in the beginning, I think after three months, I said, however long it takes. However long it takes however long it takes. And I just was there. And I was and it, it, I was just aware that I didn't have all of it. I had the next step. I had the next step. And so I would do it and I would struggle through it and I would do it and struggle through it until I got to a good place. And by the time I looked up, a lot was done. Um, I had done more trusting than I ever had done because I'm the kind of person who wants the full plan, but is completely overwhelmed by the sight of the full plan. It's pure chaos up here. So <laughs> I'm like, mm, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And things started coming together. And as things were starting to come together, I started to open the floodgates again of letting voices in, letting people in, you know, just having conversation, listening to content, you know, that was like very persuasive from people whose personalities are very dominant. And I have a very, I have a relatively dominant persona myself or a personality myself, but I am not afraid to submit to wisdom. Like I'm not afraid, like I'm just, I'm not afraid of submission because I've had jobs for most of my life. Um, and I'm also not afraid of God's direction. And so, well, 
generally. So in those ways, I'm willing to go like, where we going? Like I'm, I'm willing, I'm willing to go. I'm willing to rock. I'm, I'm willing to trust, but in certain spaces where that many people should never really have your gaze, it was dangerous for me. Um, and so I was like, all right, let me, let me adjust. And even after I opened those floodgates, I got, I felt like I couldn't hear my own voice again. I couldn't hear with clarity, with peace and with assurance, like where I should be, what should be going on. So I had to close them again. I had to close them after I, they had opened and I knew I needed to close them because creation got harder um, because clarity got tougher. Everything was cloudy again. I'm like, bro, what happened? And it was, it was the unrestrained, unsubmitted consumption of media that made it hard for me to, th- to just think and feel my own feelings versus feeling what a majority of people are feeling like. I had to adjust. And so the silent series, I say that it's technically ending because we we all know that usually after a fast-like type of thing, you usually see that there was an over-dependence or an over-indulgence or over-celebration of whatever the thing is, whatever, whatever the consumption was. And so you can always see, wow, I, I took this thing out completely filled it up with more of God, filled it up with more silence to be able to think, process, and meditate, and et cetera. And I don't want to give whatever the thing was, I don't want to give it all of the space back. I don't want it to go back to what it was before. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep God in those spaces. I'm going to, I'm going to keep reading and keep praying and keep even fasting. Um, even though that's not even what I was intending to do. I just, Yo, when you need something, you just pull up to the throne like, yo, <laughs> you just you just get busy. But at the end of the day, I, I started to realize that a fasted life will expose to you where the world has authority, where it should not. Um, and so I was able to see that I kind of started to slip back into those habits, slip back into those ways and giving the world too much authority or too loud a voice. Um where it just wasn't necessary and it was compromising my ability to contribute in a big way. So silent series as the conversation that we're having while it is ending um, and while we are about to trickle into some some fun, mm, I say I say fun so loosely, uh, most things are fun for me, um, but um, a lot of a lot, my bad. <laughs> um, a lot of conversations are going to be super interesting. They're going to talk. We're going to be talking a lot about productivity. We're going to be talking and even having conversations with other people. We have a lot of really, really, really good podcast interviews coming up. Some of them that I've already recorded that I'm really excited to release. Um, for the most part, for the most part, unless I announce something else. Um, on Tuesdays at. Uh, I want to say 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, we will be doing some lives. Um, So we will be doing some live podcast interviews during that time. Um, And the calendar for it is still slowly but surely filling up. But essentially, you'll be able to watch those lives in our brand new Facebook group. Facebook page, not Facebook group, um, which is where a lot of the things um, as far as tools and a lot of like the videos um, 
that I'll be sharing that help with some of the productivity stuff because some of it kind of needs a little bit of a visual aid. Um, stuff like that. So some podcasts will be live if I feel like I need a visual aid or if we're just having a conversation and it'll be fun. It'll be, it'll be chill. Um, and you can definitely learn something either about life or business in some of those spaces. I like to be able to kind of put two and two together, um, so that we're, it's not this over focus on business, but it's more of a focus on curating life and building a business or building out a career is intensive and intentional work and so a lot of the times from the conversations I've been in and the rooms that I've been in historically when we're talking about business for women it's almost like we're afraid for life to come up just in case someone mistakes that we aren't serious enough about the business and that we would actually rather be at home even though the real know that home is just as much work um I think that it's going to be really cool and really important to be able to kind of stop separating two experiences that tend to naturally be blurred and are very difficult to separate in the first place. Um, And so I'm excited about some of those conversations because I just honestly think that they're going to be real um, and be really true and really authentic to experience. And that's the kind of thing that gets me going. (laughs) So until next time, I'm really, really grateful that we were able to kind of like go and reflect on the silence um, and find moments where silence can even get to last so that we can have a lasting impact in our own right. And so until next time. I know why you're here and I think I can help. For many, starting a business isn't just about starting something trendy and doing something on a whim. For a lot of people, the shift is coming from a place of financial necessity. For many, the biggest hiccups happen in one of three places. One, trying to package an offer that captures your genius. Two, promoting your offer in a way that's authentic to you and your brand. Or three, delivering your offer with the same caliber of excellence and intensity that you used in order to sell it. To learn more about how to strategically take your next offer from ideation to execution, visit zaniaeblue.com slash the brand solution. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. If that's true, I want you to leave a review. I want you to share one of the things that really resonated with you, one of the most memorable parts of the episode. And I kind of want to know, what is the thought that spiraled from the very thing you heard? A lot of the times we hear a thought, we're like, ooh, that's good. But usually the thought that we produce as a result of that is even better. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear the things you're learning in your own life's lessons. And be sure to subscribe so you never, ever miss out on when we publish brand new episodes. Can't wait to talk to you soon.